Jesus was the ultimate teacher. I mean, in fact, he spent so much of his time on earth teaching his disciples how to heal, how to understand the kingdom of God. He was actually not only teaching them, but he was training them because they had a destiny to fulfill. And he wanted to make sure that they be able to complete it and to complete it in a great way. Well, tonight we are going to talk about mentorship, training, and getting people ready for their destiny. My guest is Russ Painter. Russ is an awesome, awesome man of God. And he actually is the founder of Dreams Network, and he's the executive director of Kingdom Training Institute. And he has been having this impact (laughs) on our community. Impact, I-M-P-A-K-T. We're going to have to ask him what each letter stands for, because I'm sure there's something great. And he has been actually doing a mentorship, and it is changing lives. So we're going to talk about what it means to be mentored and get ready for the kingdom of God. So welcome, Russ Painter. Welcome to Touch by Prayer. So happy to have you back. Yeah, it's great to be back with you too, Lisa. I really appreciate the opportunity and thank you for just, you know, inviting me, giving me the honor to to hang out with you for an hour. It's great. I love hanging out with you. It's like my favorite thing to do and to and to chat and talk about all the cool cool things that God is doing. So, let's let's talk a little bit about impact. First of all, what does impact? I M P A K T. I got. I, I kind of have an idea, but why don't you explain where it came from and what it means? <laughs> well, you know, back uh, last summer, uh, I was out to dinner with uh, our friends Roger and Robin Fields, and we were talking about putting together some kind of, you know, collaborative effort to really begin to you know, help people in a more consistent, deeper way than we've you know been able to, and so. You know, they kind of threw down the challenge for, you know, to me to try to come up with a name, you know, for this. And, you know, I, I accepted that challenge. I, uh, <laughs> I'm i a little bit of an acronym freak. <laughs> I don't know why. So, you know, I'll uh, I'll think about things. Okay, let, what would this sound like if we made an acronym? <laughs> so it ended up that, that the each letter stands for impartation, mentoring, Prophetic Activation for Kingdom Transformation. Wow. Okay, so I got the kingdom and I got, uh, so it's Kingdom Transformation. And so was this, was this like something that, let, that the Lord has been putting like on your hearts because you guys have been doing like prophetic conferences and I know the fields and I, I just know that there is such a hunger for, for people to, to really <clears throat> be trained and to really grow into their calling. And, you know, it, it kind of seems like the church has kind of dropped the ball on this. Yeah, well, see, that's the thing. I mean, I, for years, I would, you know, just kind of cry out to the Lord, you know, how do I fix this? What do I do? Because, you know, the current or the the model, the structure, you know, that I grew up in and most of us grew up in, you know, is is not really one that lends itself to mentoring, at least the way I understand it now, because, you know, your only opportunity to really uh, affect someone's life is within some structure, within some kind of schedule, you know, whether it's a Sunday service or Sunday school or, you know, maybe a Bible study of some kind or even a home group. You know, those are all great, 
But what I discovered was, you know, you, you share the Word of God with people, but uh, for whatever reason, they weren't really uh, making it their own, you know? And so you just find yourself kind of dealing with the same problems, the people are having the same problems and never seem to be getting free. And so, you know, that's been just something on, on me for quite a number of years. It's really one of the foundational callings on my life is to, you know, equip the saints. And so I just really was asking the Lord, How, what do I do? How do I fix this? You know, and um, so a few years ago, uh, maybe, I guess two or three, I can't really tell you the exact time frame. You know, I began just being a little more intentional about connecting with certain people that were, uh, you know, kind of coming around regularly. Um, and we, you know, we have a kind of a, <laughs> shall we say, different kind of, of ministry. We're not, you know, a church. We're more of just a gathering of God's people. So, you know, we don't have membership. We don't have some of those things that, you know, make it easy to identify members and, you know, people who are part of your organization because we're not an organization. So, but I began to just look and see, okay, Lord, you know, who are the ones that seem like they're really wanting to connect and, and, you know, just be part of what you're doing here. And so I began to just develop relationships and, and, uh, you know, we, it developed into a thing where I just now stay in touch with a whole bunch of people on a regular basis. You know, there's a few folks that, that like to talk to me once a week, others maybe every other week, uh, then others are just once a month. And so but it's a very informal kind of thing. And we just, you know, we talk about life. We talk about stuff that they're going through and, you know, what's the Lord doing, what's he saying sort of thing. And so that's really, you know, where I began to see the power of just, you know, dedicating time uh, on a one-on-one on -on -one basis to really uh, work with people and, and just help them. And so, you know, impact, I guess, is kind of a, a next step for us because now it's not just me, but I'm partnering with the, with the fields, with Gary Fishman and his ministry. And so we're able to bring a much wider, uh, you know, maybe a bigger palette, you know, a, a better set table of, of goodies, you know, for folks that want to connect with us because of the different kinds of ministries that we represent. Well, you know, I think in this season, or actually in the last, what, five to seven years, I mean, you know, we, we always go back to that that verse where it says um, that, you know, the, the Lord will pour out his spirit and young men will prophesy and everybody knows that whole thing. But when you get that, when you get filled with the Holy Spirit and all of a sudden you start understanding things and seeing things and you're you're seeing things in a spiritual realm or you're feeling things in a spiritual realm or or you just don't even know what's going on, but you know that there's something different and you have no place to turn, it could really be very frustrating. I mean, that's how it was for me. I, I didn't know half of the stuff that was going on, if it was even like biblical until like something would happen and then I would read it. So I'm like, oh, look, oh, good. It's it's real. <laughs> It happened here. Okay, good. So, but I think this is so important because I think in this season, as I started to say, 
there are so many people who are being filled and have such a hunger for the more, for the more knowledge, for the more wisdom, for, for even more of the gifts that God has given us, that Jesus gave us after going to the cross. And I think it's so important because he spent so much time teaching the disciples what they were going to be able to do once he was gone. That's what I kind of felt that was so clear that he said that great, even greater things will you do. But I'm sure that there were times that he sat with them and explained principles that we just, that were just kind of kept hidden just for, you know, I guess for themselves. Do you agree with that? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, right? Because the, the disciples and, you know, it was beyond just the 12 as well. There was people that, you know, were people that was, uh, they were hanging out, you know, with Jesus quite a bit as well, you know. But it's just the fact that it, it, there was that time element, you know. He he had all the time in the world basically because that's what he did twenty four seven was hang out with these guys and just you know teachable moments. Something would happen. Oh, look at this, you know. And one great example is um, when he is asking them. Who do men say that I am? Remember that that yes. story? Mm-hmm. Well, apparently, and I didn't know this until I don't know where I found it, but I discovered that the reason why he brought that up was because they were walking down a particular road where on the side of the road were at various places there were these these shrines, you know, to uh, either prophets or or you know other people of renown, and so. You know, he was walking with his guys, and they were seeing these, you know, shrines. And so he was saying, you know, he was asking them, well, who do men say I am? You know, it was like a perfect teachable moment for him to really uh, bring them into another level of revelation about who he is. But I think that's the part of the intimacy. See, I think that if you have a good teacher, I, I believe that there's an intimacy. Like even in a classroom, you know that there are some teachers who just connect with the kids. They just have such an impact on their life and they're forever changed because of them. And I think it's yeah. truly because there's, just like you said, there's that time that's invested, that you talk to them, that it's not just about getting through the routine, but it's about building a relationship. And I feel yeah, that that's, that's something that's so lost in the church. Yeah. No, you're right. And, and that's, again, because of the, the kind of structure that's been set up. You know, you, you hear a good sermon, you go to a conference and, you know, are really impacted by uh, the speaker and whatnot. But it's not normal that you can actually approach people and say, hey, can we talk about this stuff? Can we sit down? Can I work with you to really, I want to get this, I want to make this a part of my life. So even a pastor who pastors any sizable church is not going to have the capacity to really spend the time, you know, with everyone in his church because he's got to run a big organization. Right. And so these are the limitations that I, you know, was very aware of and just wasn't willing to, you know, just I, I couldn't handle the status quo. <laughs> We have to do something here. And so I, that's what we're trying to do right now. We're not working with huge numbers of people because we can't. Right. You know. And, and it stays so, intimate. Right. And so we've, we've deliberately structured things. So when folks connect with us for mentoring, you know, they're only making a six-month commitment. 
That way, you know, you, you see how things go. You reevaluate in six months and say, hey, you know what? This was great, but I think I'm good now, and thank you very much. <laughs> right. It's, we're, we're not trying to, you know, keep people locked into anything at all. Well, and I, 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 I also think that what you guys are doing, though, is you're, you know, sometimes people who sometimes go into churches, it's the, I guess it's like the leaders, the leaders who pick out the people and they go, okay, you and you and you, okay, I can see something in you and we're going to pull you up. And and there are other people who have just as many gifts and just as many talents and who want to be recognized. They don't get that opportunity because they weren't chosen. And what I love about this particular instance is that people get to choose, that they get to say, do I want to have more? Do I want to be mentored? Do I want to, to grow? It's about their choice, not so much about like, you're not handpicking people. These are about people who are, are saying, you know what? I like what Russ does. And I, I think what he has to say is important. And I'd like to sit underneath him and to, to, you know, see and, and to understand the things, why he says the things he does. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, we are really committed to uh, walking out the kind of leadership that Jesus described when he was talking to his guys, right? And, you know, we, I'm sure you remember the story where, you know, James and John came to him and said, oh, let us have the right, and you know, sit on the right hand, the left right. hand, and the rest of the guys got all ticked off, and, you know, Jesus had, that was another teachable moment, he had to deal with this, and, you know, he basically said, look, you want to be great, you have to serve, and if mm-hmm. you want to be first, you got to be a slave. And that model of leadership, you know, for us is just so impactful because we realize that that we're called to come under people, to empower them, and then help them to be released into what God's called them to. That's the whole concept of destiny, recognizing that each person is born with a destiny. We're born with a God dream, you know, inside of us that needs to or should manifest, because that's what gives him the most glory, is when the thing that he created us to be and do finally comes to light, and he's able to bless people through that creative thing that's inside us that's now being released. That's just, it's just amazing. So, you know, we, we take really that... It's a diametrically opposite approach to most of, of what, what I learned, you know, when I was coming up in the church, it was, oh, you know, find somebody that, you know, looks like they can really, uh, that you can work with, but you see their potential to really help you build your own ministry, you know? So it was just, the focus was on me and my ministry, and I'm finding people that can really, you know, serve me, and that's, that's wrong. That's not what it's supposed to look like, you know? We're supposed to be pouring into people so that they can become who God wants them to be. And um, so, well, I think that you know, people. I, I hate to use titles, but I'm going to have to just for this reference. But the apostles, the apostles were kind of like the daddies, right? Mm-hmm. And they, what they did is they found people and they said, "Okay, I'm going to be like your daddy, and I'm going to teach you just like a father would teach a son, and I'm going to train you just like a father would teach a son into the business. <laughs> I'm going to teach all the tricks of the trade, so to speak." Yeah. He said, and "I'm going to love you, but." More importantly, I want you to excel from where I am and be bigger. 
because that's a father's heart. A father's heart is always for their children to go above where they are. Like a father yeah. doesn't say, well, I don't want my children to become bigger than me. That's, that, that's mm-hmm. just not how a father thinks. And so I think that like this whole mentorship is actually has like, the father's heart in it of we want you to grow. We want you to be the best that you can be. We want you to be released and do like outrageous things. That, and and we're, we're going to take the limits off of whatever God wants to do for you because he, God, we want you to just like ex- explode and just do these great things and just be so much bigger because that's, that, that's what your calling is. So it, it's kind of like an apostolic, would you say, yeah. in, in some ways? Like I said, I hate, oh, I hate yeah. the titles. From, from, no, it's, here, let me just, let me set you free, sister. It's okay to call something apostolic because you're labeling it according to a function. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's really what the fivefold represent. They represent certain functions of Christ in his body that he assigns to certain folks, Okay. You know, we've added the title aspect to it, but all you have to do is look in the New Testament and you quickly see that nobody put a title in front of their name. They just used, you know, the, the, the descriptions to tell what they did. It was their occupation, their profession, you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So the, the whole thing here with mentoring, right, it's, it's kind of our modern way of describing discipleship. You know, just for those that are kind of wondering, well, you know, well, how does this relate to what the Bible talks about in terms of discipleship? And it's the same thing. It's just a different way to, to describe it. A mentor is someone who has had more experience, has, you know, by virtue of experience, has more wisdom, you know, has learned some things. And, you know, you want to connect with a person like that because, you know, they have learned some things the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've learned some things the hard way, and I can, I can help folks avoid those mistakes, you know, so that their progress is quicker and less detours and, you know, all these kind of things that, that can really trip us up. A mentor is really available to, to help, you know, in that process. And in, in that, there can also be counseling. Um, you know, counseling is more prescriptive, like, you know, oh, I'm, I'm really uh, struggling with fear. Well, let's, let's deal with that. Let's discover where the root of that is, and we're going to, you know, we're going to find out, you know, how to deal with that and give you some direction on how to get free from that. And so that's an aspect of that. As a matter of fact, the fields, that's what they specialize in. You know, they're really anointed to help people get free from any kind of, you know, emotional or, or mental uh, kind of, of barrier. Um, I mean, they just, they're just amazing at what they do. And so they focus a lot on that and they're going to be training people on how to do that as well. That's part of the mentorship. Um, Gary, on the, on the other hand, his passion is really helping people to, to grow in their prophetic gift. And now he's also starting a secondary group to work with people who, who feel like they're called to a ministry to launch a ministry but they're not sure how to go about it, not sure what that looks like, how to start something of that nature. So he's going to really be focusing on that. And then I will be working with folks that have more of a marketplace focus. You know, they really want to see themselves excel in whatever mountain, you know, the whole seven mountains thing, if they're called to a particular mountain, or maybe they have a product or some kind of creative thing that they, they want to 
see get released out into the marketplace or in the world some way. You know, all these different kinds of things, you know, getting clarity on your destiny, what does it look like? Um, that's kind of the area that I focus in. And that's more of a life coaching thing as well as mentoring where, you know, you really help people get that clarity and overcome, you know, whatever barriers that they have. Well, and, and I think that, you know, especially there's so much that can hinder a person in their growth because of childhood traumas, childhood fears. It could also be an adult thing. Somebody could have, you know, could have been, uh, had gone through a divorce or the parents could have been just brutal. So there's all these like different parts that can sometimes stop us from getting into our destiny. So having somebody who can sit down and talk you through it and, and who also agrees with your destiny, because that's, that's been something that the Lord has really kind of talked to me about is that Mm -hmm. there have been people who were, were given destinies by the Lord. And when they went to to their person, to their leader in their church or their pastor, the pastor didn't see it that way. And so therefore said, no, 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 that can't be from God. And so they walked away from it. And I think that is, I think that kind of is a sad thing because not everybody is supposed to be a worship director. Not everybody is supposed to be, you know, a teacher. Not everybody is supposed to be a pastor. So then what's left there's so much, <laughs> there's so much that, that we can be, you could still be a part of the body, but just not doing in those three things. And I think that's what I love about what you guys are doing is because you're, you're seeing the potential of the person and you can actually even direct them. So because each of, I guess, each of the, the mentorship have a specific area, what happens if you want to kind of go through all of them? Is that why it's a six month course? Well, I mean, folks can choose, and, and there are some that actually do uh, sign up to connect with each of us, Gary and myself in the fields. You know, that's their prerogative. If they feel like can, they can handle, you know, that level of, of, of commitment, really, because in the mentorship, you know, there's, there's going to be assignments given, things that need to be done, you know, in between um, the, the meetings. I mean, what we do is we have a monthly live workshop, seminar-type gathering uh, where we share stuff that the Lord's given us to help people, you know, in their journey. But then in between uh, the live meetings, we schedule a group conference call with the folks that have chosen to be part of our mentoring group. And that's where we start to deal with some of the individual issues and, and struggles that people are facing, giving you know, some encouragement about reaching goals and, and all those kinds of things. Um, and then, you know, we do have opportunities for, for other kinds of uh, training and, and opportunities to, to meet. You know, it, we're really trying to let the Lord lead us as we, as we uh, kind of do this thing. It's, it's still pretty new. <laughs> we haven't got it all figured out, and frankly, I hope we never do. <laughs> well, I, I think having, like you said that there are some goals. So do, do you guys sit at the beginning and say, okay, what is it that you would like to accomplish in this six month just so that you can keep, keep them accountable and also keep them on track? Well, in, in my group, yeah, because see, that's a big part of what life coaching will do is to help you get a better picture of what you want your life to look like in six months or a year. 
because if you don't have that, you know, the Bible says without a vision, people perish. dwell carelessly, they perish. You know, there's a couple different ways to translate that word. But, you know, the idea is that you, you just don't go anywhere unless you have some kind of vision for your life. And unfortunately, a lot of folks have been taught that, you know, vision is something that only happens when God chooses. You know, it's a sovereignty thing. You know, well, you know, God didn't, didn't give me a vision. Well, he has. <laughs> mm-hmm. We just don't, haven't realized or, or, or learned how we can receive the vision he has for us because it's available anytime, anytime we choose to pursue that. And so that's what we want to do is try to help folks get that picture and, and give them that, that, you know, that goal to go after it. And once you have that, my goodness, you know, it just, it kind of drives you. Mm. I was telling everybody this past Saturday at the impact, you know, that the Lord was, was speaking to me about how that folks were, are going to be not able to resist the pull of destiny. <laughs> you know, he's so working in people's hearts that, that this pull, this desire, this drive to, you know, find out who am I and what am mm. I called to? How does God want to use me to bless people and bless the world? You know, that that's going to become irresistible <laughs> for a lot of folks which excites me because that's how the kingdom gets spread. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I, I I, think that, like, what's fun is that people now have somebody who kind of partners with them. It's kind of like when you go, you know, January, we're in, we're in January, so, you know, everybody's New Year's resolution, I'm going to go to the gym. Well, if you have a gym buddy, you're much more likely to succeed and stay in the gym than if you go by yourself. Because you don't have anybody else to talk to, to share with, and also to push you. Because sometimes we need that push. Sometimes we need somebody to say, you're so close. Don't give up. Just just a little bit more and you're going to be able to do it. And, and the person will actually find that strength just to get it done. Because I, that's, I think, we're, we're so quick to start something. I'm, believe me, I'm the queen. But you start something and you, it just kind of drops. And you're like, oh, and I was so good in the beginning. And it was, and then, but some, you know, life happens. Things come in. Mm. And sometimes they're just distractions. Sometimes it's just yeah. the enemy trying to stop you from completing something and, and trying yeah. to tell you that you're just a failure, which isn't true. That's not how the Lord sees you. But to have somebody to be like, no, come on, you could still do this. Just just go back to this place or just go back to that place and you can do that. I think that is like super encouraging. And I, I just think that that is what I, what I really believe is changing lives. So how, how many yeah. people who have gone through some of the, you know, because you've done it now for a year, correct? Or has it only been well, six months? Yeah, we started it in July mm-hmm. last year. So yeah, it was a six month. Uh, session, and now we're starting another six-month session. Now, if somebody and, wanted to come, well, first of all, it's in New Jersey, so let's just, if you're in the New Jersey or tri-state area, because people do come from, you know, the tri-state, they come from New York and yeah. and the different, uh, they come from uh, Brooklyn, I think, I, I've heard, and Staten Island. So if you are interested, the, uh, I think it meets, what, the, f- is it the second Saturday of the month? for the? Well, no, it's you know, we weren't able to set up a schedule okay. like that <laughs> rigid because um, Roger and Robin live in North Carolina. Okay. And so their their trips up here, they're up here at least once a month to do okay. ministry. 
but it's not always the same week. Uh-huh. So we basically had to set up the schedule, you know, based on, on their travel. Um, so uh, let's see, the next one is February 13th. Okay. Um, but if people are interested to, you know, to learn more about Impact, uh, we have a, an, uh, a website that we just set up for it, and it's My Impact, so M-Y-I-N-P-A-K-T dot com. And there's, you know, information there about about what we do and, and how they can get a, you know get involved with it. Um, I mean, it is possible if someone doesn't live in this area, they could participate by watching the recordings that we do because, you know, we do uh, video each session, each live session that we do. And then, you know, the, the uh, obviously the conference calls can be reached by anyone. So, I mean, it's, it's possible, I suppose, I suppose. But what you just said about, you know, this whole thing of working with other people, that to me is one of the biggest shifts that I've seen over these past few years. And honestly, it has not come easily. I've had to really, you know, preach on this and teach on this and come against what I have recognized as a spirit of isolation mm. that exists in, in this. I, I mean, I, all, I, all I know is this region. So I know it exists in this region. Maybe it, is, it does elsewhere as well. But, you know, the folks that, that I've had the pleasure of, of working with and walking with, man, I've just had to really confront the tendency to isolate when things don't go well, when, mm. when there's struggles, when there's difficulties. You know, there's this mindset that says, well, I, I'm not going to let you know my business. <laughs> and unfortunately, you know, that really cuts you off from the resources that the Lord has for you in the body of Christ. And so, you know, we're, we're just seeing now how, you know, if we'll just do it the way he designed it, which is we're a family, we're walking together, we're helping each other, we're going to be honest and real, you know, there's a level of that kind of mutual accountability that is just so powerful. Well, but so many people don't have a good family life, so they don't understand that structure. Like they're expecting a family that is against them and a family who puts them down. So to have this kind of a family that's loving and encouraging and like really supportive for some people, this is like a breath of fresh air. Or it's also scary. Well, that's true, too. That's true, too. Yeah. How do I know I can trust these people? And it takes Mm. time. You know, one of the other words that has become popular over the past decade or so is the idea of a tribe. Yes. You know, find your tribe. You know, so we'll we'll use that as well because that, I think, resonates with some folks better than families. That's so funny that you said that, Russ, because I've been hearing in my head, tribe, tribe, tribe. And I was going to, I was just going to kind of, uh, bust your chops a little bit and say that when I was going to put the post, I was going to say, um, talking to my, our tribal master. (laughs) I was, I was going to, I was going to put on my Facebook page. We're going to be talking to the tribal master, our tribal master, Russ Painter, but people wouldn't have gotten it. But I love that term. I love that yeah. term. I think it's such a powerful, powerful term because if yeah. you think about a tribe, like if you think about the dynamics of, of tribes, they help each other. Each person has their own little position of what they're mm-hmm. supposed to do to help the tribe thrive. And I, sure. I just, 
I love that. And I, I, I yes. love, I want to talk a little bit about Heaven's Invasion because there, there is something so powerful that happens at your services at Heaven's Invasion that will just, it, it will blow your socks off because it blew my socks off. I just, I just went this past Sunday and it was just unbelievable. Like the power and the presence of God, like it blew my socks off. So yeah. how did that kind of start? Well, <laughs> and see, that's a, that's a good example of, of what you're saying, what we're talking about here with tribe, you know, because for me, one of the most powerful things about the tribe idea is that tribes have unique characteristics that, you know, in other words, one tribe is not going to look like or feel like or seem like another because I, what I understand about it is that God, he's the one that really uh, brings people together where they need to be. And, and man, I just wish people would get that, that mm. he really knows where you belong yeah. because of who you are. He knows how he made you. He knows what he's called you to. And until you find a group of like-minded, like-spirited folks who are also pursuing something that's similar, or at least going in a direction that's similar to where God's calling you, you know, it, it's just so much more difficult to make any progress, because you are isolated. You're by yourself. You know, you're questioning, and, and you, you know, the enemy comes in and, and makes you feel like, you know, you're a failure, or there's something wrong with you, and, you know, why can't you fit in in this church, in this place, and blah, blah, blah. And folks that feel that way, you know, they're, they're made to feel really like, like there's something wrong with them. Like, you know, why can't you just be part of what we're doing? Right. And the reason for that is because as wonderful as that ministry, that church, that group may be, you don't fit. It's just you don't fit with their DNA. And so, you know, if, if there's anyone that's listening to this and you're, you've been in that situation, take heart. The reason why you're feeling that now is because the Lord is ready to release you into a, a, some other place where folks will get you, where they'll appreciate you, they'll celebrate who you are and the gifts that you have. And that's really what we've tried to do at Heaven's Invasion. You know, we're, we're a very prophetic uh, ministry. You know, we, we just love hearing from the Lord, seeing in the spirit realm what He's doing, you know, an- angels and, you know, all these kind of things that, for some folks, you know, it's very scary, very intimidating. And so, you know, we would never say to them, well, you need to be here. I know. <laughs> you know, it's, it's folks that really want to have that kind of encounter with the Lord that uh, the Lord just draws in. And so, you know, we're just there to serve and, to, and to, to provide a place where, you know, where the Lord's free to really do whatever's on his heart. You know, we show up with very minimal agenda. You know, we, we do some teaching from the Word, which is really right at the very outset. We, we want to get, you know, kind of like get our horizontal stuff out of the way so that we've got the rest of the night to just really focus on Him. And, and hear what he wants to say and do, you know. But we do. We share the word. We have testimonies. We, you know, we, we do target practice if someone is new. We'll, we'll just 
all gang up on him and prophesy the word of the Lord and just give him all kinds of good stuff. You know, it's a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun. But it's, it is definitely an outside-the-box experience. <laughs> and that's I think that's okay. I think there are a lot of people who are tired of the same old, same old. I think that, mm-hmm. that when you... I, I think that sometimes when you have a God encounter, you can't go back to same old, same old. And I think that your Whoa. spirit just cries if you're in a church that's not moving in that, in the gifts and in the, in the prophetic flow and, and in the presence yeah. and allowing the presence of God just to fully manifest. Uh, I think there's such a, a groaning where you're like, Ugh, you know, and it's not that you don't love the place, but I think that you, you just have to. You have to go where you feel felt. Like if you're going to church and it, it's just you're feeling empty, then you might want to talk to the Lord and ask him, like, wh- where does he want you to? And to start looking. I'm not a big like church hopper, so I'm not trying to endorse people to to church hop. But I am saying that if that, you know, just like you go through grammar school. And then you go to middle school. See, there is a graduation because if we were, you know, 18 years old and still in kindergarten, we would be bored out of our minds. And so sometimes that's, I think, like the progression that, you know, you start out in one church and then you realize, "Eh, I'm not getting anything anymore. So you kind of go to another church that actually is starting to feed you. So I I just, I, I think that God is making these places where people can be filled and can be fed. And I love the fact that you do worship after because then it's like, it's all about the worship. And it's, and cause I think worship is so important because you can actually feel the presence. And then all of a sudden they're like, Oh, well, we got to do it. You know, we have to do our announcements. Oh, wait, we got to talk. We have to bring our speaker up. Wait, Oh, wait, I got to get my message out by getting, like yeah. you said, getting the stuff done in the beginning. Like, let's just get through this. Then let's spend time in worship. And then the worship could just kind of go until you feel like, okay, now it's time to end. And I, I think that that's just a, a beautiful way to kind of do church or to commune with your tribe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, you know, that was one of my major peeves as well as, mm-hmm. you know, as a worship leader for many years in a, in a more or less you know, normal type of, of, of organized church, mm-hmm. you know, we'd be, we'd be just in the glory and just enjoying the presence of the Lord. And, you know, you end up with spiritual whiplash. Cause <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Trying to pull you back, you know, <laughs> into, uh, into the horizontal plane. Yeah, exactly. But, um, There's a big cell coming. You know, I, yeah. <laughs> I just, I'll just say there's one caveat that I will make for folks who are presently in a in organized church setting, um, because there are some folks that have a legitimate assignment, mm-hmm. you know, to stay in, in, in a place like that and to intercede and just be, you know, be a, uh, a good example or an influence uh, for people there. And so, you know, that's legitimate. But what I would also say for folks like that, don't in any way, way feel that you're being disloyal if you go elsewhere to get what you need. Mm. You know, it's like the Lord knows what we need. And, and so I, cause I've talked to so many folks that, you know, feel like they're really called to stay, you know, in a particular church. And yet, you know, they, they, they feel like they're dying on the vine. Yeah. And it's like, Hey, Hey, you know, go wherever the Lord go- shows you to go on your time. Mm-hmm. You know, and and let him fill you up, and just you know whatever you need and stuff. So that's I love the freedom that we have. 
Oh, in, yeah. In him. You and know, and awesome. just for people who would like to maybe experience Heaven's Invasion, it actually meets at six o'clock on a Sunday night. So you yeah. can like go to regular church, come home, have some dinner, lunch, whatever, then go. Because yeah. I, I, so you can get the best of both worlds. You can do sure. you can do regular traditional church and then you can just come and just experience something new and different. Yeah. And I, well, I, listen, we, we did that deliberately. You know, I was not in any way wanting to uh, compete with existing ministries or be perceived, you know, as competing, you know, because we're not a church. No. We really, and we'll never be a church. We just are a group of folks that love the Lord and want to get together and enjoy Him. <laughs> and that's exactly what it's like. And, and I think it's also a freedom because people don't... Uh, now, I, I'm, I have been to very few churches who have people who come up and and do prophetic words during services. Usually you have to go through a pastor or you have to ask permission or like there's there's a whole protocol, which I didn't even know existed until somebody explained it to me. Like, oh, if you ever have a word, you need to do X, Y, and Z. I'm like, Okay, well, my word's staying. <laughs> because that's just, that's going to put somebody, even if they have a true word from God, they're not going through that. So they'll sit on that word, even if it's important. They'll, they'll just sit on it because it's just, it's not free. And one of the things that just happened at, at Heaven's Invasion is somebody started to to uh, just really get filled and just kind of the the presence of God was all over this person and she was speaking in tongues and she was saying the same thing over and over and over and over. And, and, and you, you said, we need to get this interpreted. Like, is there anybody here who has the gift of interpretation of tongues? And somebody was able to interpret it. And it was that God was loosening lips. I, I think is, is that what was said? Am I correct on that? Yeah, yeah, loosening the lips, yeah. <laughs> and and it was so strong. And she was crying and she was shaking and she just said it over and over and over and over. And it was funny because you said, okay, guys, God is saying that we're supposed to loosen our lips. So if you have something that you need to share, you need to come and share it because God is loosening lips. And people came up who normally probably wouldn't have said things. And I think that that was so freeing and and so beautiful. And that just shows the Father, too. The Father wants everybody to feel free to say what they have to say. Because how are you going to learn? How are you going to learn how to give a word? How are you going to learn to to have interpretation of tongues if you don't try, if you don't start working on that gift? And that's why I think that your school— um, which I'm kind of calling it a school, but <laughs> your in, your impact and mentorship program is so important because it's really helping people to also, you know, operate in the gifts that God has given them. Right. Sure. No, and that's so key. I mean, you know, if anyone's curious about where you find this kind of thing in the scriptures, First uh, Corinthians 14 is, you know, just a major... Uh, teaching by Paul about what to do when you gather, and verse 26 kind of lays it all out in in real plain language. Um, And so, you know, what we're moving towards is, it's going to sound strange, but, you know, what the Lord showed me recently was that He's looking for us to become even less leader-centric, because, you know, so many of us have grown up in the kind of environment where, you know, everything flowed from one or more leaders on the platform, and, you know, 
what he's wanting us to learn is that he's quite capable of directing a gathering. Mm. You know? mm-hmm. He's the head of his own body, and he's quite capable of showing us what he wants each of us to do at, you know, in a way to add value to the entire gathering and to minister to people. And, you know, he knows what he wants. <laughs> well, and the Holy Spirit is not a spirit of confusion. So, right. you know, if you're truly being led by the Holy Spirit, you're not going to step on somebody else's toes when they're talking. You're, the Holy Spirit will keep you quiet until it's time for you to release what you need to well, say. You know, what's interesting about that is Paul actually talked about that in First Corinthians 14. And apparently there were folks back then that weren't quite so self-controlled. Well, and that's, <laughs> that's, that's a problem because I have seen that. I definitely have yeah. seen that. But it's but they weren't they weren't doing it to to be disrespectful or step out of line. They were just excited to share sure. what they had. So but it but but there there also had to be this exchange afterwards where I, I felt like, you know, not not to, to to I didn't want to squash what they were doing, but I kind of pulled them aside and I said, listen this is something that you have to pray about. Just keep praying. The Holy Spirit's not going to take your word and give it to somebody else. Your word's going to stay with you because he gave it to you. But you can't try to jump in and take over as somebody else is ministering because what they had to say was just as important. And and that's actually happened to me twice. There was was this uh, um, situation where we were trying to minister to this person and um, somebody came out and they were so excited because they were seeing something so different that they wanted to be a part of it. And they started to to say things and they started to inadvertently started to accuse the person for being sick and for staying in sickness. And as I'm and I'm and I'm watching this and I'm seeing this and my and I just wanted to go and take my hand and cover the person's mouth because I'm like, yeah. because then the person completely shut down. It was just done. It was just over. And I was so upset because that person was about to have a breakthrough because I felt it. That person was just about to have a breakthrough and somebody came over and because they, but they didn't understand it because it's not taught. And I think that's why they put these guards so that that doesn't happen. So I understand that. But yet there are people who have extremely important things to say and they can't, Mm -hmm. they just can't say it in the church. Yeah, right. And, and you know, as leaders, it's our role to help people grow. And if you never give them a chance to do anything, they're never going to grow. You know, I, I tell people all the time, you know what? I am willing to take responsibility for whatever messes occur just so that people can have that freedom to express what God's showing them, even if they don't do it the right way or, or you know, say it improperly or at the wrong time. Hey, we're all learning together. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like nobody's got this all figured out. Mm-hmm. And I think if you keep that kind of of humility and honor toward each other, you know, I even joke sometimes, you know what, man, if we miss this, if we miss it entirely, let's just leave and go get a cup of coffee. 
mean, it's not that big a deal. Yeah. We just got, you know, let's just laugh at ourselves and say, all right, we'll do better next time. Right. (laughs) And I, I think that's important too. Like it's a safe place. It's a safe place to practice your gifts. It's a, it's a safe place to learn how, oh, that, that word that God just gave me. Oh, so I'm really, I really am hearing from God. Because I think that when you first are starting to hear from the Lord, the, the tendency is that really wasn't God. That was just you. Like that's the first thing you start to hear until you start getting confirmation from other people saying, no, 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 you hear from God. No, 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 you're here, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But if, but if you're, if you're not trying, you know, it, it, it just doesn't work. I mean, it's, it's a scary thing when you first have to give a word. Cause when you first start giving a word, you're like, well, I kind of think maybe that there's a possibility <laughs> that God might be saying if, if that is possibly correct, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and you're putting so much doubt in it because you're so afraid. Oh my goodness. I don't want to say the wrong thing, but if, yeah. but I think that, um, I don't know if it was Gary, I think it might have been Gary or it might have been Anna Latona, who also is part of your tribe. And she um, she said, I just want you to close your eyes and I just want you to think of a color and I want the person next to you to, to t- try and ask the Lord what color they were thinking of. That's it. Like, yeah. like that's not going to destroy somebody's life. I was thinking no. blue. How dare you say purple? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it's something yeah. to laugh about. But those little exercises get somebody encouraged yeah. when they have it right, even if even if it was a guess. But it gets them encouraged to take that next step. Sure. So and we, you know, we'll do activations at Heaven Invasion too. Mm-hmm. It's like. It's fun, mm-hmm. you know. Let's try this. Let's. <laughs> hey, let's take pennies and stick them to the wall. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah. Have you guys done that yet? Well, that was kind of in vogue a number of years ago. So yeah, we did try it back then. <laughs> okay, so we need to we need to try that one night when I come. I want it. I want that. I've and I've been asking the Lord for jewels. I'm seriously asking for jewels. I've seen gold dust, but I I seriously want jewels. I'm a, mm. I, I am a very spoiled daughter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know yeah. that they. I know that they happen. I know that he gives them to people, and if he gave them to somebody, then he can give them to me. So I have That's a cute. huge expectancy. <laughs> 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 but I, I just believe that 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 atmosphere is where stuff like that's going to happen. Like we we actually saw some gold dust on Sunday, I was talking to some of the other members of the tribe and they were like, oh, you have glitter. Oh, look, you have glitter. (laughs) Oh no, that's gold dust. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, it was, it was extremely powerful. And what's so beautiful is to, to hear some of the people talking and to hear what, what the Lord is saying, you know, just about like lay on the floor, come and lay on the floor. That was that was something that somebody really wanted to do and, and wanted to do it, but was afraid, but then did yeah. it and was so happy that they did it. So I, I think yeah. that between impact and heaven's invasion, I, I think that people not only are being equipped, but are getting free and are getting to have fun. Because mm. you're all yeah. about the fun, Russ. <laughs> well, I, I often say that when things stop being fun. I wonder where the Lord went. <laughs> there you go. Cause he is, he's a fun daddy. Yeah. So what do you, really now have you been, have you guys 
been thinking about like what goes beyond impacts. I know that you guys also still have prophetic like weekends. And I know that there's one that is on the calendar for 2016. Yeah. I mean, we're going to do another prophetic retreat. Um, I think it's April, April 13th. Okay. Um, but I don't really have any details on okay. it yet. It's, uh, it's really something that Gary sets up oh, with okay. uh, some of his folks. But it will, I think, again, be out at the uh, Fellowship Deaconry in Liberty Corner. And that's in Basking that Ridge, New Jersey. It is the yeah. funnest a prophetic retreat. It's not like it, it's not like a prophetic retreat that you would go to for some of the like like for global or some of the big ones where you don't get to hang and like it is so intimate and so much fun. Like yeah. the laughter pretty much starts Friday night and kind of continues until Saturday. As my girlfriend Lisa will say, make sure you bring your depends. <laughs> Oh, oh my lord! <laughs> she says because the la- she says the laughter just doesn't stop, and there's sometimes that it's just so much because it's fun. I mean, between Gary's jokes and <laughs> and oh and gosh. just all the fun stuff that happens, it's it's a great weekend. So I do encourage you guys if you're in the New Jersey tri-state area and you guys can go. Um, I'll make sure that I I post it so that as it gets closer, you can uh, you can follow up with it. So. Yeah, cool. But I think that um, I, I'm really excited for, for what God is doing, especially in New Jersey. I really, really think that where you guys are situated and what you're doing, there's, um, there's, some, there's some very cool stuff happening. Yeah. Well, I was telling the folks on Saturday that, you know, for those who are willing to get positioned, that the Lord is really accelerating things this year. Um, but it's, like I say, it's really a matter of, uh, getting in the right place with the right people and, you know, getting yourself uh, in that kind of an alignment, uh, where the Lord's really going to be able to, uh, propel you in a much faster way. But, uh, that's, I'm excited about that because man, you know, all these things that we've seen and we've been believing for. It's like they're right there. It's like you almost touch them. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that, like you just said, that 2016 is going to be a year that God just really showers us with his love. And I just believe that there's going to be such a strong protection over his kids. And I also see provision just coming. I just I just yeah. see stuff like when, when they just release Pastor Saeed. Right. And that was like a really big thing. Three years, people were praying for him to be released from Iran. And for those who Mm. don't know, he was a, um, he is a, I think he was Muslim who turned Christian, who was actually in Iran. He was building an orphanage and he was, um, he was abducted by the Iranian police and he was put in jail for some kind of charge. But his wife and his children and a bunch of people here in the United States have been praying and all over the world basically have been praying and believing that God was going to release him. And um, it was interesting because I was praying, you know, there was one time that somebody's like, oh, pray for him, pray for him. So I was praying for him and I heard the Lord saying he's being released. That was it. Now I hear, but my timing just is horrible. I have horrible timing because I think it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, today, perfect. (laughs) And then it didn't happen. So I kind of got discouraged. But when I, when he did get released, God's timing is always perfect. And um, it was on the 16th. 
It was one sixteen sixteen. That's when he Ooh. was released. There is something so prophetic because 16 in the Bible, I looked it up and 16 uh, means love. And so it was like, it was just full of love. And that's what the Lord has been telling me. And I just really felt that for him to be released on the 16th is, it, there's also a prophetic, there was something prophetic in it too, that people who have been struggling and are in bondage or have been praying for something to be released, I believe that 2016 is the year of the release. Mm. I just yeah. really do. I, I just, because there have been people who've been standing on promises for quite a long time. And I just believe that those promises are getting released this year. Yeah, amen. Yeah, I, I, so I'm very excited about 2016. I'm very excited about what you guys are doing and how you are impacting, you know, yeah. the church and how you're impacting the body of Christ and how you're impacting people. You've impacted me greatly because of, uh, of you and Gary and the fields. You guys have just impacted my life in such a tremendous way. I I can't even begin to to express it in words. I just love you guys so much. So yeah, wow. This is we kind of feel the same way about you. Oh so, you know. well, thank you. And it's so great that we can we can help each other. We can yeah. we can do things for each other, and we can also hang out together and just share what God wants to do, and just be in this place. And like I, I'm going back to the tribe. You know, just just hanging out with the tribe and just doing our thing. Mm. Yep. So, so this has been I a lot it. of fun. Well, good. <laughs> <laughs> it's always fun with you, Russ. Come on. <laughs> uh, why not? Absolutely, too, absolutely. Too short. <laughs> That's right. It's it's way too short. So why don't you go ahead and give us some um, that information for Impact? If you guys are interested in going um, and checking out Impact, it's Impact I M P A K T the Impact dot yeah. com. Yeah, it's my Impact. My right? Impact. Sorry. Yeah, M-Y-I-M-P-A-K-T. Yeah, that's got all the information there. And we we also, you know, post stuff on Facebook. So, you know, folks can can friend me or whatever, and, you know, they'll probably see what we're doing that way. And And also the fields have written some books, so I'm sure that there are their books going to be available on the website. No, we haven't done that yet, uh, but we will be linking to their site and to Gary's site. Okay. Um, so everybody knows, you know, how to connect and all that good stuff. Correct, correct. That would be awesome because, like I said, you know, as you were saying earlier, you know, the, the field have a, a great ministry, so you can check them out. It's the field, right? Or no, in the field, I think. I'm trying to remember ah, now. So now you confuse me. I don't remember. <laughs> Well, if you go to Impact, you'll find them. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, yes. <laughs> yeah, but, but and also Gary Fishman, um, he does dream interpretation, and and he's going to be coming on the show very soon. And we just we just wish uh, wish him the very best, and and the fields yeah. the best. And I just think that um, this is going to be a um, a really great year for you guys. I'm really excited, and I'm hoping that I can come to to a couple of the classes this year. Because yeah. um, it definitely is, is worth your time. If you guys can make it, even if you can just watch the videos and, and become a part of it. Also, um, Russ has a Dreams Networks. He does a show Monday nights, right? Well, yeah, we have a couple of shows that we do every Monday uh, at 7 o'clock. It's called Strategic Insights. And basically, it's just Gary and I sitting, you know, 
in the studio just talking about all kinds of stuff that the Lord's been speaking to us about different things, you know, and we, uh, <laughs> last year, boy, we had a whole boatload of fun with the, you know, the, the gloom and doom prophecies. Oh my gosh, I know. Rolling around <laughs> in the Shemitah thing and stuff. Oh yeah. Oh Lord. But, um, yeah, we'll talk about current events. We'll talk about, you know, prophetic stuff that the Lord's doing. As a matter of fact, I think this Monday we're going to be um, speaking with um, Margie. Margie, Fl- Margie, Margie Florent. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. She is awesome. Love her. Yeah. Love her. She was just yeah. on, on my show um, in December. We talked about the gift of uh, speaking in tongues. And a- actually, I think Ooh. the show was called Everything You Wanted to Know About Speaking in Tongues But Was Afraid to Ask. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently she had a pretty amazing dream um, that we're going to kind of dissect and, and share from. Uh-huh. Um, and then on Mondays at 8 is uh, the Dream Interpretation Live program where Gary and and uh, Scott and Amelia, they uh, interpret dreams that people send in or call in. And so that's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we yeah. have Freedom Fighters, which comes uh, well, once a month. Do. Yeah, usually it's once a month. We didn't get to do it this month, but uh, we should hopefully do one on February 15th, which is, uh, I think that's a Monday. Okay. So... That'll be our next one for that, yeah. So that'll be fun. So, guys, you can check check out um, the um, the Dream Network, and you can see videos. All of the videos have been archived, correct? Oh yeah, yeah. All the everything's been recorded. It's all yeah. It's on YouTube, so it's going to be there till Google, till Google dies, <laughs> <laughs> which we're, which yeah. we're claiming is never going to happen. So, because there'll be know, a lot of sad right? people. <laughs> yeah. That's dreamsnetwork.tv, so okay. they can check that out. And if somebody know. wants to contact you, Russ, how would they contact you? Um, they can email me at russ at kingdom, T-I, that's the word kingdom, and the letters T-I.com, um, and I'll be sure to get that email. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing and, and for being um, an awesome mentor mm-hmm. and a friend and a, a great tribal leader. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I have to get my uh, my headdress. I know. I'm thinking about that. I said, I think I'm going to have to go find oh. some feathers. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. And, guys, I hope oh, you can check you. out his stuff. Thank you guys so much to listening to the show. I hope that you have been blessed as much as I have been. And just remember to go out and touch someone. Good night. <laughs>